0: Welcome to Here We Are, the podcast where we celebrate the beauty of being a nerd by learning about nerdy things from fellow nerds. I'm your host, Joy Borg. Today's interview is a real treat in so many ways. So I'm going to keep this intro very short. Prepare to laugh, get your mind blown, and maybe even get angry. But know that no matter what you feel, I know you'll enjoy this experience. Without further ado, here's my friend Samantha to tell us all about how food is love. I'm Samantha Rowland. And I feel like whenever someone asks me to introduce myself, I get that grade school panic of like, tell me, <laughs> something. <laughs> tell me something interesting. <laughs> my favorite color is it's green. green, blue. It's not blue. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to I'm going to introduce someone else in the class right. like accidentally be like I'm Joy. Oh, no wait. I'm No, no. Uh, mm, mm. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm Samantha and I'm in panic when I introduce myself. Hi Samantha. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. Where did I meet you then? We met at work in New Jersey, which was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing. It we was a date. A lot of the gorgeous time inside a ballroom. We did. I don't think I walked outdoors for a full like eight days on that show. So a little sad, a little sad, but we had some fun. We did. It was <laughs> fun to text you across the room and then just turn and look at you over my shoulder and be like, <laughs> 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 all right. What do you want to nerd out about today? I always want to nerd out about food because it's my whole life. Yes, queen. Okay, when you say food, what are you talking about? Is there like a genre of food? Is it eating out? Is it eating in? Is it cooking? I don't know. What do you mean by food? Yes, that's a great question. So first of all, it's all of those things for me. But I think if we want to get focused and nerdy about something in particular, it's probably sandwiches for me. Really? <laughs> yes. Why? <laughs> Why? No, i like, I'm so curious. <laughs> It's my favorite category of food. I don't know why exactly. I don't know. I've always loved food. Like it's always been a huge thing for me since I was a little kid. But sandwiches, for some reason, it's my favorite thing to s- seek out, to eat, to talk about. <laughs> All of the above. Okay. So since forever? Since forever. I've always been like a total sandwich lover. Do you have an early memory of like your favorite sandwich? Okay. So my mom is like, A crazy cook like so good i grew up totally spoiled with the best meals because Mm. she's such a Mm. good cook and she would just like make me sandwiches for lunch all the time i never had like peanut butter and jelly she like goes hard it's like gourmet (laughs) okay so what was it like tell me like two or three days of lunch Sure. Like I'd show up at school and so first of all, I'm Lebanese. So sometimes I'd get like weird stuff that everyone was like, what is this? Sure. Not weird to me, but weird to Americans right. don't understand Lebanese culture. So sometimes I'd get some sort of like pita thing that would have shawarma in it and whatever else. And I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome. And they'd so be like, good. what is that smell? And i would be like, it's called seasoning. <laughs> it's called love. Okay, it's called love and it's wafting into your nostrils right now. Take it in. <laughs> and be very jealous. Be super jealous. And then sometimes she'd make some sort of like crazy sub, right? So she'd take some baguette that she went and got that morning. I'm telling you, it's... What? I, yes. She'd get, go get baguettes and then she'd create some sort of sandwich. It'd be loaded, right? It would never just be like all bread and two slices of meat. It would be like turkey. 17 slices of jerky salami there'd be prosciutto on there oh my (laughs) gosh other kids were like what is prosciutto and i'd be like what do you mean you don't know about italian ale it's (laughs) the best thing on the planet where have you lived your whole life exactly and then there'd be fresh veggies there'd be lettuce there'd be sub dressing there'd be Mm. mustard and mayo like wait what's sub dressing sub dressing First of all, you can buy store-bought sub-dressing and it's actually pretty good. But it's like a vinaigrette almost, but it's never sweet. It's like very much oil and vinegar. There's some spices in there. There's usually like Italian seasoning in there. It's delicious and it belongs on all your sandwiches. Is it called sub-dressing? So like I walk into the grocery store, would I go to the condiment aisle? Condiments aisle. I feel like they call it submarine dressing because we have to be... Formal in the grocery store, well, we all live in a yellow submarine, so exactly. It's called submarine dressing, it comes in a little like weird shaped bottle. I'll literally text you a picture of this. I later. need to go find this stat. Getting off it's this call, delicious. going to find submarine dressing, yeah. you got to shake it before you put it on the sub. Don't forget to shake it because there's okay. But, it, but it's not salad dressing, no, it belongs on a Sammy. Oh my gosh. Okay, my world just changed. (laughs) Your sandwiches just got so much better, I'm telling you. I don't even know how I've existed in the world until now. I'm so sad for you. (laughs) Thank you for making my life better. Oh my gosh. Okay, so So we're back to lettuce and then you said sub dressing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Carry on. Yeah, so then she'd slice it up nicely and I'd have two sides of a sub and I'd get all excited. and She always had like sides and chips and whatever. I had some crazy lunches. There was never, she was never like a notes person either. So like very rarely would I get some sort of love you, blah, 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 whatever note. But like, I didn't need it because like you just need right. a beautiful sandwich. I obviously right. love me. Okay. In your family, was food a language of love? Absolutely. One thousand percent. I don't think I know how I knew because I it's like ingrained in me that food is love. It stems from my grandma's like, My Oma, my German grandma, who's on the Lebanese side also, she always made crazy Lebanese food for us. And my nana, the Italian grandmother, she always made sauces and chili and whatever and always show up to her house and it would smell like love. (laughs) And, you know, you'd waltz in. And I just think feeding people is how you show them that you care about them. It's what I do. I always cook for the people I love. It's my favorite thing. (laughs) This is why I knew I liked you from the beginning, but we've never actually had this conversation. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I did that exact thing for friends last night. I'm going to do my best to create an environment for you to walk in. I want you to know you have agency in the kitchen. So, like, here's your pizza dough. You make your own pizza dough. You get to put the toppings on, whatever. But I'm going to facilitate the whole process for you. And you're going to walk away knowing not only do you have food agency and you belong here with me in this house and you are safe and I'm agreeing to not (laughs) poison you and you are choosing to be... There's no arsenic on the menu tonight. Right. You're choosing to be in my presence and this is like the best way of just like it's it's across all societies Don't and you're sharing tables. culture you're sharing like a piece of yourself because I think when you cook you you have to add emotion to it yeah it doesn't turn out well unless you do so like to me it's like sharing a literal piece of myself fascinating yeah how do you know if you're sharing emotion or not or if you're putting emotion in it or not I think Especially when you're cooking for someone else, I think it's like easier to identify because I feel like I'm thinking about that person while I'm making the food. So whether it's one person or it's like a a group of people, even when you're in the grocery store and you're buying ingredients for the people, you're thinking about them. Mm -hmm. And I think when you think about the people that you love, you're sending love in their direction, right? Yes. So like as you're doing that, you're in the grocery store, you're picking out the dough for the pizzas, you're picking out the cheese, you're picking out the pepperoni. You're sending them love as you're doing that because you're thinking, oh, yeah, Allie hates mushrooms, but Brian loves them. So I'm going to get the mushrooms because Brian loves them, but I'll make sure they're on the side because I know Allie doesn't want that. You know what I mean? I do the exact same thing. Yeah. Do you have a mental record of your friend's food allergies? Absolutely. Me too. And also, so when I started working in production, I was a production assistant. I remember like random freelancers food allergies and the ones I like, of course, I'll be able to just spit out there. Oh, yeah. Amelia, she's allergic to broccoli. Make sure you don't have it. On right, the right. And I'm like, why do I know that? <laughs> but again, I, I love what I just heard you say of the intention of caring in the process of preparation. Like, I hadn't really thought about that before, but I totally experience all of that. Yeah. I think we do it without snacks yeah. yeah. And then it's another layer of I remember what it takes to keep you safe. Yes. And I want you to know that you are welcome in this environment as you are. Yes. So I'm going to make sure I create the best place for you possible. Best place for you and that it's delicious also. Oh, <laughs> feeds your soul. Yes, absolutely. 100. Yes. Can I share something with you that ruined my life about food? <laughs> Always. <laughs> and um, okay. should I be scared? You should be terrified. Okay, I'm terrified. Not not really. I don't know why this just popped in my head, but it's relevant. So my friend Fulton shared this with me. He's a chef. And he also is like a font of obscure knowledge. Like I learned the most crazy things from this person. Honestly, you should probably invite him on this show because you would love to nerd out with him. Connect us, please. I will. But so he taught me about this thing that ruined my life. And it's called (laughs) soup salad sandwich theory. I don't know if it's specifically called that, but it is a theory regarding soup, salad, sandwiches. And basically, it's that anything over like two ingredients, I think it is, is either a soup, a salad, or a sandwich. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. So let me give you an example of something that horrifies. I'm so scared now. to my core, fried chicken. Okay. chicken. You put it in a batter. You cover it in bread, crumbs, whatever. You fry it up. That's a sandwich. Even if you don't put it on a sandwich, because it's encased in breading. Oh, my gosh. Fried chicken's a sandwich. Okay, then what's, what's a taco? Sandwich. Because it's encased in a grain Tortilla. of some sort? Yes. So then pizza is a sandwich. He's a sandwich. But pasta is like a whole continuum, right? Because, like, mac and cheese, more of a soup. But, like... Oh, my gosh. A pasta verdure where it's just like veggies and oil or like a pomodoro. That's a salad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel that lightheaded feeling of, wait, <laughs> what is real right now? Am I here? What is happening? We're fine. We're fine. Okay. But pasta can be a salad? What, it's not <laughs> pasta salad? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to everyone <laughs> listening to this right now. But... <laughs> He told me this and I think I had to stare in silence. Like we were like at dinner and I had to stare in silence for a solid 10 minutes. And then I of course had questions and I went on and on. Please and I, tell me how that went. <laughs> break, break that open for me. Well, I mean like he's all in on the theory. Right. And I do this thing where like when I talk to him, I'm like combative about it. I'm like, no, it can't be a sandwich because blah, 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 and I have this whole, I get very high pitched about it too. Like it's, it's very like Gretchen Wieners from Mean Girls. That's what I sound like eventually in the conversation. There's some video somewhere on one of my friends' phones of me having an absolute Amber tantrum about this theory. And, uh, Great. but then of course, I, on the other side of it, usually when I tell someone about it, if Fulton's not there, I like to be like, yeah, so that's a sandwich. That's what? That's what's up. I'm like such a faker about it. I'm like, yeah, no, it's totally true. This entire theory. Like, I like to piss people off like that. But yet toward the source, you're like, no, uh, no, it's not a salad. A like sobbing. <laughs> no, don't ruin my life. What is life? So dramatic. So it was cereal a soup? Uh, yes. Cereal is a soup. A milk soup. You Ew. Jouter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm breathing. I don't suddenly feel hot. Okay. Take it in. Process it. Think oh, about I'm going to have to do some research. <laughs> and apparently I was like researching this after he told me about it. And in recent years, like TikTok has gotten a hold of this information and Guy Fieri betrayed me. What? And blessed this theory. <laughs> so, have you started a personal war against him? I, well, here's the thing is that I normally love Guy Fieri. I'm a big Triple D fan. Diners drive yeah. and sometimes, for those who yep. don't know. And I like when I travel somewhere new in the US, I look up the Triple D restaurants in the of area. Of course. What and else if would I have time, if it was a work event or whatever, if I have time, I go out and I get some Triple D food and I love right. it. And now I'm like, Guy, how dare you? How dare you? It's personal at this point. It's personal. That was a personal attack on me. Which, like, it's nice that he thought of me, but don't do this, guy. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? You gotta be like that. <laughs> I thought <told laughs> we had something special. Kara was watching your show, taking your advice, and I'm still doing that. Yeah, yeah, huh? No, but yeah, of course. Like, if I'm talking about this in the right context. I'm like, yeah, so Guy Fieri's is all about it. And right. Sam, This is another reason why I just appreciate your existence so deeply. Thank you. So deeply. OK, so we're just going to back away from this conflict for a hot second. Back it up. Yep. You have such an interesting food history. You said Lebanese, German, Italian. Yes. What's the fusion of that like? I mean, you are obviously the fusion (laughs) of that. I am the fusion of that, first of all. So it's funny, my Oma, who she's married to my Opa, who's the Lebanese one, right? Mm -hmm. And she like never made German food. Sometimes we'd get something kind of German, like some sort of potato, whatever. Mm -hmm. But most of the time she was all about Lebanese food. When she left World War II Germany, came to America, she moved in with my opa and his family. Mm -hmm. And it was all Lebanese food all the time. And then my nana, like her parents are straight out of Italy and she's all in on Italian. So it was like all Italian food all the time. So I feel like those were the foods I grew up eating the most. And my mom learned from both of them. so like. My parents were high school sweethearts. And so she like at 16 started learning how to make the crazy Italian food. So like when I came on the scene as a child who could barely see over the counter, I was making both those things. That's amazing. Yeah. And there's this whole thing. So most people for Thanksgiving, they eat bread stuffing, right? I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've had it. It's Is what it is. I didn't know what bread stuffing was until I was 14, and I had an absolute culture shock moment because I grew up with Lebanese stuffing, which is like rice, pine nuts, noodles, lamb, seasonings out the waz, like whatever. That sounds so good. And uh, when I was 14, I went to my friend's house like the day after Thanksgiving, and she's like, oh, my mom made stuffing, and we have leftovers. Do you want to try some? I'm like, oh, yeah, I love stuffing. Get me in on this. And... She pulls out this container and it's like soggy bread. And I'm like, "What, what, Ju- Julia? What is this? Do you hate me right now?" She's like, "This is stuffing." I'm like, "No, it's not." She's like, "Yeah, it <laughs> is." I'm like, "Where's the rice?" She's, like, she's looking at me like I'm crazy because, like, wow, how can you have stuffing without rice? What even is that? What is this grain in here? She's like, it's like bread. Is it? Is, wait, is bread stuffing a sandwich? Yes. Oh, no. Actually, no. It might be a salad because of the way it's presented. Because it's or a soup because there's broth in it. But I think the broth cooks in enough that it's probably salad. Oh, my gosh. Horrifying. I know. Would Lebanese stuffing be a salad? Yes. Wow. Okay, we're sticking with Lebanese then. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. Anyway, I get, I get picked up from Julie's house and I'm in the car with my mom. And I'm like, mom, Julie's family is crazy. They've got this weird, soggy bread business of stuffing. My mom looks at me and she goes, oh, Samantha. <laughs> That's one of those, oh, my dear, pat, oh, pat, pat, my pat. Honey, honey. And, um, <laughs> But I had been making stuffing or at least contributing to the stuffing since I was like a tiny child because we do this thing, we call it chipping lamb in our family, mm. where you like take a big block of lamb. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And you have to cut it into tiny little, like, microscopic pieces. You got to trim all the fat off of it. It takes hours. You sit and you chip the lamb for wow. hours on end. Wow. That is a dedication of love right there. Absolutely. And so I've been doing that literally since before I could see over the counter. I'd sit up in a high chair and I'd, like, barely use this knife. <laughs> it was probably unsafe. And I'd help make the stuffing because I'd chip the lamb. Now, of course, in the past, like, five Five to seven years, my mom's been like, what if I tried ground lamb? Like, we just got it ground. Now you're saying that? Now? Now? Oh I like to say, though, that chipping lamb builds character. <laughs> it's kind of like how farmers say walking beans builds character. Exactly. Yeah, wow. Or you can just get ground lamb. Uh, you just go to the store and they grind it for you and you can tell them <laughs> that you want the fat trimmed off and they just do that. They give it to you in packages now. You can go to the store right now and get packaged brown lamb. It's like grass-fed. It's like fancy. Do you know how many hours I took Because we do this at Thanksgiving and Christmas. We've got to have stuffing at both. Excuse what me. What have you been doing with your whole life? Building character, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to fast forward to the current day. Fast forward. So since I follow you on social media, I noticed you just went to Paris. Mm -hmm. And before we started recording, you said that on the trip, your job was curating all of the food. All the food. First of all, that's a privilege and an honor. And I bow down to you and I would absolutely eat anything you curated. How did you do your research? What are you looking for? Sure. Like I said, in the U.S., I always look at Guy Fieri, but when I go international, it's Tony Bourdain all day. I like to yep. pretend we're friends, so I call him Tony. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Tony, miss you. Love you. And so I look at Anthony Bourdain, and then I also crowdsource, of course. I yep. want to go word of mouth. And then it's a little bit of just like Google, find the good reviews, make sure there's a lot of reviews, not like four reviews and five star. Like, obviously. Right. Not dumb. <laughs> Right. You've you've lived a minute. You've had character built into you. I've I've chipped lamb. I don't <laughs> I know I would love it if you could just pull that into like normal day conversations <laughs> and be like, excuse me, I have chipped lamb. I've chipped lamb. So I don't mic, think you can even tell me how to do this. <laughs> so for Paris, I got a bunch of good recommendations from my friend Mikey, who I would trust with any meal, which is high praise coming from me, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I had two meals with him in L.A. And I was like, yes, I trust you with my life. So he gave us a bunch of recommendations. And then I went the Anthony Bourdain route. And then there was one place that it was both of them recommended. Anthony Bourdain and Mikey recommended. And I was like, hell yes. So that was actually the first meal we had in Paris. It took me weeks to get this reservation. I was like stalking them. I was on a wait list. They called me a bunch of times. I couldn't answer because they'd call me at weird times because Paris, like a whole thing. Yeah, cool. We went back and forth a ton, and I finally get this reservation, and it's an hour and a half after our train gets in. So I'm like, girls, we're getting ready quick because we have to have a life-changing meal. No dawdling. No dawdling. So we, like, scurry over to this restaurant, and it's one of those places that just feels cool. It's, like, it's upscale, but it's definitely, like, more trendy kind of I don't want to call it divy because that's not the right word, but it just didn't feel like a white tablecloth, like fancy, right. up straight. No, it was like very just like trendy and cool. And they have the whole menu on a chalkboard because I think they make new menus almost every day or like weekly or something like that. That's amazing. Yeah. And of course, the whole menu is in French. And I took enough French that I know most of the food. So I'm OK. I can get by with eating. And I took this menu. I looked through it. And one of my friends was like, OK, so she's going to go into a silent place now. And we just don't talk to her. We just let her work it out. In her head. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, don't talk to me. Excuse <laughs> me. I'm busy now. Goodbye. You can talk to my in the menu. And we got some crazy stuff. We got fried chicken, a.k.a. a sandwich that was in. <laughs> Still offended by that. I know. It's horrifying. It was in a foie gras sauce, which I don't even know how to describe this sauce. It was like foie gras and miso and like the the umami, the flavor in this sauce. Oh, did it? Oh like I think I'll be dreaming about it for my whole life. <laughs> wow. And then there was, we got like a whole duck that was deboned and everything. And it was like rendered to perfection. Ugh. Got this one though, this halloumi dish. And all the girls at the table were like, this changed my life. And I was like, yes, what's halloumi? Halloumi is a type of cheese. Typically served in a Middle Eastern food. And it's like not a melty cheese. Like it's very hard to. I don't even know if it does melt ever. Honestly, is I've it, never seen it like fully melted onto something. Is it low moisture like yes. Parmesan? Kind of like that, but it's it's got more of a consistency of like a mozzarella kind of. But Interesting. It's, it's like a. It's like a squeaky cheese, like when you eat it, it squeaks. That makes sense. Yes. And so what they did was they torched it. They had like a kitchen torch. They torched it to get like a nice crust on it. So it was oh. like this beautifully crusted halloumi cheese. And it's just like a brick. Like they give you like a brick of cheese. Oh. And then it had this raspberry honey sauce. Oh, my and gosh. And then it had crumbled up nuts on top of it. I mean, oh, my god. I need to, first of all, recreate it because I can't live without it. Yes, please. And thank you. Let me know when you want to come over and I'll try Anytime. it out. <laughs> and I'm seriously, it's it changed the lives of five other people at the table. And I was sent to heaven, like up in the wings of Halloumi cheese. <laughs> thank you for coming back. That was a sacrifice. I know. <laughs> You're welcome. Graham back from the Halloumi experience. <laughs> But it's just, that's a piece of cheese. And it just, I'll talk about it till my dining day, probably. And I I love that food does that for people. But that also, that speaks to the intention that you have with food as well. Mm -hmm. You're not just eating it for sustenance. You're eating it for the entire experience. Yeah. Which has taken me years to be able to even scratch the surface. Right. Oh, this is, I feel like this is lowering the analogy, but like in Ratatouille, that sequence when he's thinking about all the ways that the flavors can blend together. Mm -hmm. its That's not lowering, though, because that movie is such a good description of the way food is for some people, for people Mm. like me, and the way it can be forever. It's art at the end of the day, right? It's art and it's an expression of love. And the message of that whole movie is like that anyone can be a great cook, which is so true because... Technically, anyone can learn to do it. Anyone can show that love. And I feel like the people who think that they can't cook, it's just because they're not putting their heart into it. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. This has (laughs) been the conversation I didn't know I needed to have today. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for taking me to heaven on the wings of your halloumi (laughs) cheese experience. All those years of chipping lamb have really paid off for you. Yeah. So much character. (laughs) Your character is full of umami and goodness. And I (laughs) just thank you for welcoming me to the table. Thank you for letting me welcome you to the table. Thank you for being on my podcast. This is so exciting. Thanks for having me. It was great. You are a delightful human. (laughs) As are you. (laughs) Talk with you soon. Have a really good day. Bye. Bye. So here we are. I loved this interview. Samantha and I resonate so strongly in our love for food. This is one thing I have so enjoyed experiencing across many cultures. And Samantha is right. Food is love. It shows thought, care, and is universally welcoming. Even if fried chicken is a sandwich. I still can't get over that. If you have a flavor of nerd that you want me to celebrate, I would love to hear all about it. So go ahead and email me at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com and tell me everything. And guys, I really mean it. I love taking time to sit and make space for nerd to be celebrated. If you really liked this podcast and want to financially support what I'm doing, head on over to patreon.com, search for Here We Are The Podcast, and sign up for one of the many, many beautifully and sassily written support tiers that I'm really proud of. So until next time... Don't forget that curiosity wins, and the world needs more nerds. Bye.